You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. And that, that's the thing. We talk about this. Giannis one on five stuff and all that. Damian Lillard is going to fix this. I'm telling you right now. He's going to fix it. You remember the Damian Lillard quote of, you know, I'm probably going to piss off Giannis at some point, and then we'll see where this kind of goes from there. And Giannis being Giannis, so he can't piss me off. He's Damian Lillard. Why would I ever be mad at Damian Lillard? Well, I'll tell you right now. If this keeps happening the way it did tonight, at some point, Damian Lillard is going to be like, dude, you've got to trust the rest of us. You can't continue to run into five guys and not pass the basketball. Like, this cannot be a thing all year. You're going to drive me nuts. And it's one thing, you know, if he's going and he's going to force something and everybody's covered. But that's never the case because they always collapse on him. And once they collapse, pick your guy to throw it to and get rid of it. Just Shaq was saying the exact same thing. The exact same thing Shaq was saying about Joel Embiid at halftime of this game on TNT. Shaq was saying these guys on the outside, when Embiid got doubled, they got to be where they're supposed to be for Embiid to get him the ball. They can't be indecisive. They got to be where they're supposed to be. Same thing. When Giannis goes, everybody's got to be in whatever spot they're going to be in so Giannis can get you the ball and not force up some crazy circus shot or draw a foul or a charge or something crazy. And I know they won. I get that they won. And I get Damian Lillard was all of that. But if this team is going to go where we want it to go, Giannis is going to have to knock some of this crap off. We've watched it his whole career. He's done it forever. But he's going to have to stop doing some of this stuff going forward if this offense is truly going to be what everybody wants it to be, which is passing the basketball, swinging the basketball, guys getting their open shots, and spacing the floor. That is what it has to be. I mean, there was that one possession late where Giannis goes up, throws up a horrible shot, I think, but throws up a shot, misses it, gets it back, throws up another shot, misses that, gets the rebound back, finally passes it out to Lillard, who drains the three. But see, that's the thing he's got to understand. When you go crashing in, there's people open all over the court. Now you just got to make up your mind where you're going with it and then go from there. And once Middleton can actually play legitimate minutes, a guy that he knows and trusts, if he's over there on the on the on the wing as he's driving and he's open, I'm guessing Yaz will have a lot easier time throwing it to him versus maybe Crowder. With all due respect to Jay, who was there, you know, second half of last year, uh, who looked much better tonight, I think, than what he looked like last year. Crowder looks better, and I'm happy Crowder looks better. Very happy. Got somebody else asking about uh, Middleton. Middleton uh, was is on a minutes restriction still. Uh, coming off that knee thing. So that's going to take time before you get Middleton up to 30 minutes. I'm guessing 
I don't know. Uh, maybe by the end of next week, or early the following week, maybe we'll finally get him up to around 30 minutes or somewhere in that area. I mean, they all they all say he's fine and he's healthy, but yet he's on a minutes restriction and they're taking their time to ramp him up. And as I said at the beginning of the podcast, that Nathan Marzian and I both agree with uh, that take your time. No rush. You just need him for the playoffs. Need him healthy for the playoffs. That's that's the one thing you have to have. Now, the one thing I don't want to see happen is I don't want to see Middleton missing five, six games a month, not playing at all, right? That's what you don't want to see because that means there's something more going on, something nagging if he can't play, you know, legitimately. So we're going to have to uh, wait and see about that. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I uh, got another one here from Dewan who said, "How about the defense by Marjan?" I totally agree. Uh, and, and again, that's something else that I mentioned earlier. Marjan versus Pat Connaughton. I think we'll see going forward. I think there's a chance Marjan's going to steal Pat Connaughton's job. I do. I think there's a legit chance that he is going to take that man's job before we get to maybe even the All-Star break. Uh, I'm not going to say Christmas. I want to say Christmas, but he looked good tonight, guys. He really did. He looked way better than I thought he was going to look. Uh, and if you know he can play good defense and be where he's supposed to be, that may be enough for him to get that job. It may be, uh, and we're going to have to see how this whole thing plays out. Here's another one for you. How about the defense that the Bucks played? This is not Bud's defense. No, no, no. This is not Bucks' defense. This defense is running doubles at everybody, swarming everybody. Playing so close to you, you can smell the dude's gum if he's chewing gum. That's how up in your, their grill they are. This is much different than what we saw from Boone Holzer. And this, this defense here, Two things. One, you're going to create more turnovers on deflections because some dudes are going to panic uh, and make a bad decision. And you saw it tonight. Bucks players getting the ball thrown right to them and going back the other way because somebody made a bad decision. So it's going to create more turnovers. But the other thing it's going to do is it's going to lead to more wide open shots, uncontested shots in some situations. I saw people on Twitter going, oh my God, we're giving up all these threes. What's the difference? Well, there's a big difference. Before, we're running and chasing, but we weren't doing anything aggressive, trying to create turnovers, trying to be a difference on the defensive side of the ball. Now we are. So now if you get burned and somebody's open, it's probably because you went to double a guy to try to create a turnover or create a bad situation. That person made a great pass to a wide open guy and he hit it. And? When you run that defense, you live with that and go, okay, fine. But you're gambling that you're going to create more mistakes than you're going to give up. Weren't you excited watching this game going, oh, my God, look at this. We're actually doubling Joel Embiid. And at one point, and they called a foul, but Embiid was backing up Giannis. Giannis was guarding Joel Embiid. And here comes Damian Lillard in to swipe the ball away or whatever. That type of stuff is what I love. I love to see this. We talk about the Packers all the time, how we play five yards off the wide receiver, 10 yards off the wide receiver. 
Why can't we be aggressive and play man-to-man and be more physical? Well, this is the defense Adrian Griffin and Coach Matumbo uh, are bringing to Milwaukee. I like it. Are, are there going to be some nights where guys are going to be in foul trouble because of how aggressive they are? Yes. But I think that's going to be early. And I think by the time you get to the playoffs, providing they stay consistent, by the time you get to the playoffs, that is going to be the accepted way of how the Bucs play defense. And if that's the accepted way of how the Bucs play defense, that they're known as a physical defensive team that's going to play up, they're going to be slapping, they're going to be doing all this stuff. These referees, by the time you get to the playoffs, are going to look the other way on some of this stuff. On some of this tic-tac stuff, they're going to be like, that's who they are. That's how they play. Like, it is what it is. I'm not blowing my whistle every two seconds because of how aggressive they are. I'm just not. I'll, I'll get the obvious ones. But outside of that, some of this other tic-tac stuff, I'm not, I'm not calling because they're all doing the same thing. I'm not blowing my whistle every five seconds. So if you can maintain an identity of being a physical style defense, those referees, when you get to the postseason, that have done your games all year, are going to let you slide for the most part on a lot of this stuff, are going to let you get away with a lot of this stuff. And then it's really going to benefit yourself. I would be shocked if this Bucks team doesn't create significantly more turnovers this year than what they did last year. Significantly more. Significantly more turnovers. 